0: The US Open is obviously an incredibly difficult tournament, both to play in and to win, but it does seem to suit one specific kind of player, those players that hit their shots from left to right, who hit fades, nice high fades that land soft. There's a few specific reasons for why this shape helps players play in the US Open, and that's what me, Luke Cardenine, and my co-host Reed Howard are going to talk about during our U.S. Open Week edition of the Golf IQ Pot. It's a read, it's the U.S. Open this week. It's out in, out in your sort of backyard, right? Los yeah. Angeles. Los Angeles? Well, I've,
1: yeah, I live there a lot.
0: You live there a lot over the years. And um, we wanted to talk about what we consider the key to the u.s open which we've sort of circled around is moving your ball from left to right hitting fate
1: yeah i know this is kind of a simple concept that like if you're looking for who's going to be very competitive at a u.s open uh leaning heavy into the guys that 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 move the ball left to right if you're if you're a uh, right you know right-handed golfer seems to be the general trend and we wanted to kind of make this historical statement
0: yeah exactly so basically you know just for the unfamiliar there are two ways people hit the golf ball basically i mean you can hit it straight but for the most part people will tend to hit fades which move from left to right in the air for a right-handed golfer, or you hit draws which go from right to left most pg tour players these days have gravitated towards fades off the tee because it's a little more consistent um the, the technology has gotten so good they're able to kind of bring the spin down fades generally spin more than draws so right. pros basically will hit fades for the consistency and then work with their equipment companies to bring the spin down
1: especially with their driver and three wood i mean you know like brooks Kepka won back to back and then we started kind of going through some of some of the guys that have done very very well at the u.s open yeah. you have jack, Nicklaus. You jack have nicholas
0: jack H- nicholas won four ben hogan won four two faders hale Irwin won three um you know, and
1: Hale Irwin exclusively hit fades back then. Exactly.
0: You know? Brooks Kepka too. Retief Goose, it was a fade I hit, too. Dustin
1: Johnson was in his fade mode when he was... When he won uh, his US won. Open,
0: and he should have won more than just one. You know, right. um, And then you have guys like drawers, like a noted drawers, like a Tom Watson type. Yeah, and,
1: and he, he barely won one, he, and he won five British Opens. So we're not saying that, you know, drawers, there aren't times when, you know, windy golf courses, drawers tend to do quite well. But when it comes to the U.S. Open, it seems like that steeper attack angle, moving the ball left to right, you know, having that extra spin with your irons, you know, it it tends to be, do very, very well at the U.S. Open.
0: Yeah. So let's unpack that, right? There are basically two things I want to unpack here. What is it about fades that work well at U.S. Opens? And what can the rest of us learn about, you know, whether we should chase fades or try to you know, reach for more draw. So let's start yep. with the first one. Like, what is it about fades? Like what is specific about what fades do that seems to help us open players?
1: Yeah. And so w- us opens, they tend to have a lot of rough. Yes. They tend to be very tight fairways and they tend to have very firm greens. That's kind of the three important things to know about the us open. That's different than potentially a British open or a PGA or the way that the masters plays. Um, And, uh, you know, the Masters, for example, does not have high rough, Mm -hmm. right? And so fades, they tend to go a little bit shorter. They tend to spin a little bit more. And so it would make more sense that when you land it in a firm fairway, a fade shot is not going to run out as much, not going to get into the rough. And then on top of that, because of the steeper nature of the attack angle, a fader will do better hitting out of the rough than a draw or sweeping hit.
0: Right. That's a key point, right? Because basically when you hit a fade, I mean, I'm oversimplifying here, but you hit more kind of down on the golf ball and with a slightly more open club face. Yeah, like
1: out to in. Yeah. Out to in. Like when, like
0: technically somebody who comes over the top is is kind of hitting a fade pattern. They're just doing it too severely. Right, Right. Right. But, but, that process of hitting down with an open club face puts more backspin on the ball and that sort of makes the ball fly higher softer and not as far basically right so um yes you lose a bit of distance doing that (laughs) but when you're in rough it helps to hit more down onto the golf ball because you get to kind of move through less rough as you're moving the club through the ball around impact and when you have rock hard greens and it's coming in really high and soft with more backspin that helps you know
1: and so you know there are some very dominant u.s open winners that were not long but it seems like you know kind of the golden the golden combo is a very powerful person that hits these fades. Right. So they get they get the benefit of the steep attack angle. They get the benefit of the control coming into these fairways where the ball will not release and run into the rough. But they are so physically strong, like a Jack Nicholas, like a John Rahm, that they are able to actually get that power despite the fact that they're working it left to right.
0: Right. And there are some people in fairness to a guy like John Rahm who hit kind of like more shallow fades. That's kind of a trend now. Yeah. But that's like again we're oversimplifying here right like fades will go higher softer with more spin than draws on the hole it's what makes draws go further because you know you take spin off which makes the ball go further but around us opens it's distance is important but you'd leave that extra seven yards on the table if it means that i can have a little more certainty about where this ball's going to go into into greens and Uh, off the tee too
1: yeah absolutely so i mean and a lot of times you know even john rom doesn't hit it super high well he de-lofts it a lot you know and uh and so the actual motion of the 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 club is creating more spin it's just he's turning that 10 degree driver into a seven degree driver at impact yeah
0: and i think this is a good segue to to the second question which is like so fades may help players in the u.s open um, I'm not playing in a US Open should I ride with my left to right fade. But I think, I don't know, where do you land on this? I, I think that g- generally speaking, um, players like the rest of us are better off chasing more draws. And and the reason why is because we're not as like brute strong as a guy like Dustin Johnson, who can afford to leave some distance on the table. For the rest of us, it's almost better off to try to squeeze as much distance out of your game as possible
1: well yeah and there's a lot of the guys that kind of they 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 have the baseball fades you know the casting fades and you know zero percent of the professional golfers do that you know they all sequence properly yeah and a lot of the times uh the general the general you know 12 handicap they're not sequencing the way that these pros are sequencing when they're hitting their slices they're hitting their slices because they're casting so you know this is kind of a fun way of saying you know, hitting out to in is not is not a bad thing as long as you're sequencing properly, as long as you're de lofting in that club, getting that lag and making sure that you're hitting the ball properly.
0: Yeah, and like pros who it fades may be slightly out to in, slightly being the key word here, right? Yeah. Like they're very close to neutral. On, Two degrees on, on out in. to in. Two degrees. A, a, an over-the-top guy who struggles with a slice is seven degrees out to end yeah. with a way open club face right right so that i mean and then anecdotally you look at these guys hit fades it's t- they're tiny fades you yeah. know they're tiny tiny yeah they're not they're,
1: putting 30 30 yard slices on it, these exactly
0: things. and i think for the most for most average golfers it's there's just something about the golf swing something about the human body where when we think about hitting the ball hard we tend to just throw ourselves out of sequence right we throw our upper body at the ball our arms come over the top we hit way too down on it so chasing draws will generally just kind of shallow you out a little bit help you swing more into out or take some back spin off and that's kind of i think the direction that we want to be moving.
1: With yeah, if sequencing is your problem and you can go to your local club pro, they're going to understand sequencing of your swing. You can say how is my sequence? Um you can't really hit a draw with poor sequencing. You can hit a fade with poor sequ- yes. sequencing. So if you are working at first to improve your sequencing, chasing draws is not a bad idea because it's going to train you into that proper sequencing and then once you have a nice swing with proper sequencing, Then you can learn to hit a little bit of a fade if you see that you're going into firmer greens or if you want a slightly more controlled driver. So uh, if you're just that general 15 handicapper, chasing draws is a great way to get a a solid foundation as far as sequencing goes.
0: Yeah, and when we talk about sequencing, you've heard us talk about this on the pod before, but basically it's the order in which the different parts of your body move during the swing so like you want to fire your hips first then you want to kind of send the arms then you kind of want to rotate all of
1: them through yeah and that club lags behind so you know if you're if you're a caster your sequencing is off
0: yeah because your arms are going too soon yeah and you're
1: you're firing the club heads too soon
0: yeah so it's like you're out of order and when you do that that's what happens when the club comes over the top
1: and you hit that giant slice yeah
0: exactly so all of which is to say if you're playing in the U.S. Open this week, you should probably just ride with your fame and take the extra spin. Absolutely. <laughs> if- you
1: know, bet on Colin Marikawa and Dustin Johnson over, you know, Henrik Stenson. Uh, that would probably be a fair bet if you're doing, um, you know, your fantasy golf. Exactly. <laughs>
0: if, if you're not playing in the U.S. Open, uh, then maybe, you know, work on some draws. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Get your sequencing <laughs> down before you try to mirror the Colin Marikawas of the world. Exactly. <laughs>